Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, January 24th, 2022. National Beer Can Appreciation Day. You have a what do you have to appreciate him for? I don't know. Just do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite, Adam? Do you have a favorite, Owen? Um, <laughs> I like the tall can, probably. Oh, I thought you were going to pick a brand, but smart. Because we don't have a sponsor. For, no. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> smart. smart. Yeah. Keep the cards open. No tall sponsor. can. Tall can. Yeah, tall can. I agree. Tall can. We did eliminate small can companies right there, but that's okay. You never know what can happen. The fence, fences can be mended. Um, episode 75, we're here. Maybe the greatest football day of all time, maybe. I think it, I think it is. Weekend yeah. in total. And um, we're live after the Bills-Chiefs game. We've had a, you know maybe an hour or so to let it breathe, maybe 30 minutes, because uh, I don't think any of us were quite ready to go after that one i think you're talking about yourself mostly yeah i was pretty down bad i, I really <laughs> like the bills to win that game but um i wanted to put a special word of, of thought in for our boy alex who's not with us again today and <laughs> as, as of right now he has another two hours to go and he hasn't been on his phone and when he left his house it was 27 to 3 for the rams <laughs> so <laughs> If you think you had a bad day, <laughs> wait till he finds out what happened. Um, that's tough. That's not what you like to see. But what a weekend in total. Yeah, I would say it's the best weekend of football I've ever seen. When you put both of them together, I guess both days together, all four games. I was going to say it's the greatest day, but I mean, all things considered, probably the greatest weekend ever. Yeah, and it was a really bad day for, um, if you guys listened to the last show, Phil said that he's usually not a big fan of the divisional round. Yeah. I, I did say that. that. I said that uh, there's something better about championship week than divisional weekend. I was wrong. Hand <laughs> <laughs> up. I was wrong. Maya culpa. Um, no, that was that was amazing. So I guess we can talk about the Bills game. The Bills played the Chiefs, and it came down to probably the most important coin toss of all time. That's safe to say. Uh, I think in terms of best games I've ever seen, it's in the conversation. And the, the ones I could think of off the top of my head would have to be Patriots and Falcons would be in there. Yep. Patriots and Seahawks would be in there. Yep. There'd be Patriots and maybe Eagles. Uh, no, that's not cracking it for me. Okay. I got maybe P Pat's Chiefs AFC Championship game a few years ago. That was up there. Uh, the Rams and the Chiefs, I think it was. On Monday night. On that Monday for night. For regular season, that would be up there. Yeah. I mean, it was a historic game. Oakland and Chargers, too. Yeah, uh, a few weeks ago. That was crazy. Yeah. That was in the worst games of all time category, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, worst, best, doesn't matter. Uh, the coin toss, it comes down to it at the end. I mean, there's a lot of angles we'll have to cover from this one, but everybody's talking about the overtime rules today, and if it's unfair, and if Buffalo should have had a chance to get the ball back, what do we think? Is there a logical solution to this problem? Should both teams at least get one possession? I mean, I'm going to go with the unpopular, most hated opinion, and I'm going to say that the rule is fine. Um, you're in the playoffs. These players have played 18, 19 weeks. You can't just have them running up and down the field scoring touchdowns until their bodies physically give out. 
So at some point you need to throw some element of luck. Most sports have like penalty shootouts. And in this case, it's just your defense has to make a stop. So eventually your defense has to do something and that's why they win championships. So the rule is fine. In my opinion, I, I know, agree with that. I know lots of people aren't going to like that, but I think that's how it is. I agree with that. Yeah. I, you can't just ignore defense. Yeah. I'm actually going to agree with Adam on that too, because that's a first, you know, <laughs> it's just crazy breaking new ground here, but I would say after a game like this, I think it's really easy. And I, even myself, I found myself like thinking like, this is stupid. Like you wanted to see Josh Allen get the ball there, but I mean, the point Adam make makes sense, which is just that when you're playing as many games as these guys do, you've seen if you were to go with like the college route, which is what I assume the alternative would be. There's games that go five, six, seven overtimes, and that's just not feasible in the NFL. So. In the NFL playoff game, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. in a game like this, you could see it happening because I mean they were scoring at will. It seemed like There's, these were two of the best quarterbacks playing at the height of their game. So. I think, yeah, at some point there has to be an element of luck in there. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that all. I, you can't just, I mean, I see people just like to complain is, is my main takeaway from this. So they're like, oh, that's not fair. The Bills should have got the ball back. Well, what do you want them to I think they probably should have got a stop with 13 seconds <laughs> yeah. left. That's when, that's your time to get a stop and win the game. Yeah, I think as a neutral fan, like, sure, you want to see, like, both quarterbacks touch it. But if you're a fan of either of these teams, you're probably more angry that your team can't get a stop. And I feel like you're kind of dumb if you're angry that your quarterback didn't get it over time. Like, you had so many chances to stop the Chiefs, and you just could not do anything. So, kind of deserved. I agree. I, but to be fair... I would still be upset if I was a Bills I, fan. I would also still be upset, but you have other things to be upset about. Yeah, and we talked about it as it was happening. I, there's a lot of revisionists out there who are saying you should have squibbed, but I was in attendance with both of you, and both of you said it was as it was happening. Whoa, whoa. No, both of you yeah, said we did. you guys wanted to see a squib. Oh, I thought, you were gonna say, I thought you were going to say the opposite, yeah. No, no, I'm giving you credit. I, it turns out that probably was the right play. I know it's kind of hard to say in retrospect, but if you look at the timing of it, that certainly would have worked in their favor to getting a stop because the clock obviously runs if the kick is in bounds and not a touchback straight away. I mean, you can say that, but also say you maybe should maybe pick up Travis Kelsey when on the last <laughs> yeah. throw of the game. Yeah, it might be good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Your takeaway on how they ran that 13 seconds or where you think they could have won this game that they actually ended up losing. I don't think that was really that consequential. I mean, I my first in instinct was to squib it because I played Madden, and then that's kind of what you do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't think it would have made a difference. I'm sure if they take it at the 45 or at the 40, they were getting 20 yards of play. So with an extra play, you know, I'm sure they were going to be able to get within range regardless. So I don't think it made much of a difference. And I don't think that's why they lost. I think at the end of the day that you pay all these guys on defense you have you built this really 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 effective defense that's one of the best in the regular season and at the end of this year you expect them to make stops when they need to make stops and they didn't do it so you hope that your defense can hold um, a team out of field goal range with 13 seconds left from the 25 when you're paying them all this money and when they don't do that that's your it's on your defense it's not your coaching or on your you know on that specific decision the little margins decide this game. And that play to Kelsey was the biggest play of the game, other than the nickel getting flipped at midfield to start overtime. That was a pretty, pretty big flip play. A nickel? I don't know. It's just a <laughs> okay. phrase. I don't know. The Tyreek peace sign, too. That was... It is a crazy cocky move to put the peace <laughs> sign up at somebody who's in front of you. I've never seen that before. Yeah. 
the guy had an angle on him and probably five yards ahead of him, and the peace sign came out flying. I'm yeah. surprised that guy didn't Antonio Brown at the in, before the last drive. Poyer should be embarrassed with himself too because he got like you're supposed to be a fast guy, all pro guy, and he looked like he had five five Brady speed on that. <laughs> like he was getting torn away from. It was ridiculous. That was a tough look for the Bills. Their defense definitely cost him this one. It wasn't Josh Allen. Josh Allen was pretty no. good today. I can <laughs> say that. All right. yeah. 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 He lost, though. He lost, he though. He did. He did. Um, a lot of people out there feeling bad for him. I feel bad, too. I mean, it was just such a crazy game. It's hard for me to really have any emotion other than that was a, probably one of the worst losses ever. I felt bad for everybody except for Gabriel Davis because he was probably like, I'm getting a bag this yeah. season. Like, yeah. I don't care. I know the feeling. It's you have a really good game when you're not like, you know, you're a decent player. You have a really good game. And even though you lose, it's like, you know, you're sad, but you're like, you know what? I played pretty good. I'm going to Instagram some highlights. <laughs> this is, my mixtape's going to look pretty good. Yeah. Cool. And it's, yeah. it's like a different feel than you have because when you have one of those games, you just like go home happy, but he's yeah. going to get like millions of dollars because yeah, of that exactly. he's going to the atlanta falcons app yeah, <laughs> yeah he is yeah, oh, you're saying the, yeah well mayday he was saying on the uh on the mixtape there his first highlight is going to be him bodying that guy on the chiefs that'll be his first that highlight. could be a ball is life mixtape where it's like um gabriel davis has the most handles in high school basketball you were watching ball is <laughs> life yeah. yeah that could be all right. caps yeah it yeah. could be right up there yeah um i mean mahomes gets it at the end there I think probably the only quarterback in the league who can pass for 188 yards in two minutes. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, that or like Justin Herbert. Yeah, well, uh, he, it takes him 19 plays. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I thought you were going to say Justin Fields. <laughs> I was like, a little, <laughs> little premature there. Uh, obviously, I mean, there was a lot after the game. How can you deny him being the best QB in the league? I agree. He's probably number one. This thing... This- Sorry to interrupt, Phil, but no, the no, best in the QB, th- it's so, at this point, there's so many guys that are so close to each other, it's almost a stupid argument to have, because it's, they play so well, every game, it seems like, obviously there's the up and down, like Rodgers will have a bad game, or, or Mahomes will have a bad game, but they're so consistently so good, so, so much of the time, it's hard, really hard to distinguish them, in my opinion, like, it's almost a silly argument, in my opinion. Because I, of how similar they are. I can get down with that, yeah. that we should just never talk about it. Adam, I know you're a big tier list guy. Should we just tier uh, them off? Stop. Owen's not a tier list guy. Yeah, I mean, this is the... <laughs> I know Owen's a big tier list hater, but I think this is like why tier lists are like a better so alternative. Because you yeah. can put them into like the elite tier of quarterbacks, and then the next tier, and the next tier. And that's just... You don't have to... Now you can say these are the top four, and like... We don't have to have the Rogers Mahomes argument every week. Yeah. Okay. Rogers Mahomes Allen Herbert. Argument. I think one of the Herbert. first. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, let's say <laughs> tried to sneak that one in. I think we sent him down with that, Jimmy. Yeah, the, he <laughs> slide him. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's, Jimmy's down, a D tier. Yeah, I was gonna say E, dude. Yeah. He's in a CFL tier. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say maybe first show after the Super Bowl, we should just pencil in a quarterback tier game. Yeah, because let's go. this show is gonna be hurting after the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're gonna be bleeding out, a lot like Tom Brady's lip. We'll get to him in a minute. Um. Anything else on this game? Two league quarterbacks going at it. I mean, Hill, Kelsey. It was a great game because the star players were shining, except for Stephon Diggs, who I, I, I mean, he had seven yards before the uh, two point conversion. Before the two point conversion. The two point conversion was clutch, but Stephon Diggs was blanked the whole game. Not the point. I don't mean to be negative, but 
the stars were out in this one that, and that was that's what, what made it so memorable to me it's one thing if you've got you know a couple guys who are sort of butting into the superstar conversation but established stars like that going at it best two quarterbacks in the league maybe that was just insane yeah and we called that one on uh, the last episode so not we you you called that one let's go i'm instituting I mean, a be nice to adam day I mean, Another we one? called it as a show. As a show. Credit. I'm going to give us no, credit no, as no, a show. No, no, no. It was you. No, it, was it was you. you. No, no need credit. To give, no cre- credit where credit's due, and I don't, we don't deserve credit for that. It was you. You said it this is going to be one of the great games. That's what you said. Yeah. I think I pushed back on it at the time, too. Wow. Owen's showing super accountability Humility. right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's holding up the peace sign right now, and Owen's <laughs> poyer right now. Um, Chiefs, I mean, they kind of have to be the Super Bowl favorites. No, I felt like going into For that sure. game, that was probably the Super Bowl favorites. They're favored by seven right now against Cincinnati. Next week at home, it's hard for me to see a world where they're not just unbeatable here out. Yeah. But we could uh, honestly, I could see a, a world where the rest of the, the season Bowl plays them out. Right and now. This is the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl. We're, meaning, this is the you know the two best teams going at it. Meaning, they're not going to whether they play. Obviously, they're going to play the Bengals, but whether they play the Rams or the Niners, neither game is going to be better than this one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not just neither game is going to be better, but neither opponent is going to be as competitive. I I fully agree with yeah. that. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. It's, I'm just saying that I could see that playing out that way. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is playing out that way. Yeah. Do you give Cincinnati much of a chance? We'll talk about them in a bit, but preliminarily. Um, I mean, not Cincinnati, no, but. I mean, we didn't get to see how the Chiefs do against a team that can actually run the ball today because the Bills obviously run with their quarterback only. So I don't want to count out either of the NSV teams. They can both run the ball, and that would probably be more fun to watch. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I'm not going to disagree with you. I always like to see the biggest and the baddest taken out, and it seems like the Chiefs are kind of unbeatable right now. Last thing on this one before we move on to the next because there is a lot to get to, but... I hope to God I never have to look at that Stefan Diggs photo again. Yeah, I need a report on what he did after the game, but I'm really hoping it's just locker room, go home. Yeah, that would be nice. You know, I yeah. I would like that. Although personally. Josh Allen, I didn't see him take the helmet off. So, you know, he's doing a little bit of a big bend. He's <laughs> doing a bit of a big bend. There. He was just sitting there. He's like, if you keep the helmet on long enough, they maybe give you another, they give you the ball back and let you throw yeah. it around a bit <laughs> Maybe, more. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he stayed out there. I'm hoping he didn't, but uh, <laughs> God forbid. I yeah. love it. Um, uh, Andy Reid said to Mahomes, allegedly, cap or not, Andy Reid saying to Mahomes with 13 seconds left, when things look grim, yeah, this is cap. Go be the grim reaper. <laughs> yeah, that's already that's, that's, that's cap. <laughs> when he said, <laughs> when he said, Andy Reid said to Mahomes with 13 seconds left, we both knew it was cap yeah, already. That's cap. Like, it sounds like major cap. <laughs> that that came from Andy Reid. Yeah. Huh, interesting. I didn't. He didn't. He didn't first seem time to me as a capper. Yeah. He yeah. didn't seem like he was a, a clear culprit. But that's cap. That's LeBron. 80 point. The real question is, what do you think he actually says to Mahomes? More like, maybe let's like call we're this gonna bl- we're gonna run wasp like throw a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like please score. Throw the Tyreek. Yeah. He didn't say Grim Reaper. Yeah. Grim Reaper. We've decided. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, what a game. Uh, speaking of great games, Los Angeles Rams 30, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27. Oh, my God. In, in, I in forgot a, about that one. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> After you watch that game tonight, that game tonight took years off your life. But this one also did an absolutely shocking game. Twists and turns would put this one lightly. There was a sequence of a nine-second drive, a sack fumble, 
and then a snap going 30 yards over the quarterback's head and, and him running backwards like he was uh, Forrest Gump to try to pick up that ball. Um, Owen, your first message after the game, the first we heard from you, uh, somewhat of a Buccaneers fan, your first message after the game was... Big Brady fan. Quote, I think I'm going to throw up. How are you now? Uh, like I said, I kind of forgot about that game. <laughs> but now I'm reminding... I'm getting. I'm remembering it, and it was not pleasant. Um, just to give some context, I am. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm a Bucks fan, but I'm more more than anything. I'm a Brady fan because he kind of first football game I ever watched was Brady against the Giants. Or I guess Patriots against the Giants in the Super Bowl. And a bit of a Jets fan. Don't forget your other teams. Yeah, yeah Former yeah. Giants fan. But yeah, but I mean, I was. I grew up on Brady, so I love Brady. I will always love Brady. Bandwagon. And yeah, I was watching the f- the game with my dad, and my dad and I like to argue. I was saying this before the show, but we like to argue about uh, Jordan and uh, Brady, and like who's the goat of all time, like the the goat, the goat of, of all, all sports. The, yeah, not the goat. Oh, like the, yeah, the greatest of all sports. And he likes to say Jordan. I like to say Brady. And so I was. I was when they were kicking the field goal to tie or the extra point to tie and scoring a touchdown. I was uh, getting on my soapbox and I was uh, I was letting him have it a little bit, and like 50 seconds later, <laughs> they won, they lost the game. So, um, yeah, it was a blow to the pride in multiple ways, and it was sad to see. It was sad to see. I was I was hoping for the Buccaneers. Shocker! The uh, three of the four teams I was hoping for lost this weekend. <laughs> well, pretty much four of the four, but um, <laughs> it's almost like I'm cursed. It's almost like that. Sometimes I think that sports wise, um, no point in really talk about the game because the headline right away we'll talk about the game in a sec but the headline yeah yeah is the adam Schefter report before the game that tom brady is heavily considering retirement and it's never been considered like this before and he said after the game he didn't say anything really that committed nothing committing to next year all he said was quote i haven't put a lot of thought into it so we'll just take it day by day and see where i'm at that's what he said did did that feel like the last time for you guys no i'd be like insanely shocked if he actually retired i he still has like obviously a couple more years left in him so he's definitely not going to retire off a loss like that especially um he'll rally the troops and come back for sure i would be shocked like extremely shocked see that was the first thing i thought but the more i think about it yeah the more i think he's gonna retire really i'm with you i really what what Let's, let's see some evidence what possibly does he have left to prove yeah. He's won seven Super Bowls, yeah. and he switched teams and won another one. Yeah. It, it, what's the difference between seven and eight? Anymore? I just don't think he plays to prove anything. Like He, he could have finished proving things two Super Bowls ago. Then but why does he play? I think he just plays because like he loves the sport and he like it's part of him and there's like as long as he can play, I think he'll want to play and I just don't see why he would want to step away from the game. I can I so I agree with you, Phil. I see both sides of this. By I the way. see not... I obviously see both sides, but I think first of all, I think um you know, that's a he can go out, I think, with the performance that he gave in that game. Obviously the first half wasn't up to his standard, but I think he can go out thinking he gave what he could give in that game and that he put his team in a position to win probably even though they didn't win but uh you know i think his contract's up after this year uh i believe um and the team that he knows that the team they had this year is not going to be the same team next year they're going to lose inevitably they're going to lose some some key pieces obviously ab has gone as well so additionally to that it's not even close to the same team that he had when he first signed there exactly yeah like shaq barrett is likely um gone gone so is godwin yep and so obviously like i said ab which are guys that he kind of 
you know, he's, he went to Tampa Bay for some of those guys. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to want to be, he's going to be inclined to play on a team that's not going to be, a, you know, a serious contender with a really stacked roster, especially considering his contract's up, especially considering he is getting older. Obviously, he's been old for a while, but uh, I, 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 what I'm trying to say is I think it is I, it is plausible to me. I see a world where he does step away because I haven't heard this talk from him before. I think yeah. Usually he says, we're going to, you know, take it, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to think about it, but it's never like, I'm considering retirement. Yeah, well, last year on the podium, he's like, oh, I'll be back. Like, don't even yeah. start the rumor mill. But him going up there and being like, well, we'll kind of see how I feel. I think he's really thinking about it because I think this is like, like, he can't switch teams again. And I don't know if there's a roadmap for Tampa Bay really yeah. to beat. I mean, look at the teams in the NFC. The teams in the NFC are pretty good. Like, San Francisco's not going anywhere. Yeah. Their coach is really Rams. good. The Rams obviously aren't going anywhere. The, the AFC is only up. getting stronger, right? Like You don't think he's the type of guy to run a, like, retirement tour? Kind of like the no. Dirk? No, or... I don't I don't think so. No. You I think he just... I think he's okay just And the, the other thing, off. too, is if you look at his production, he was a lot... Uh, he, obviously he was he had a really good year statistically and a lot of that was that they didn't really run the ball but he he hasn't pushed the ball downfield like he has in previous years a lot of the uh, throws he made were intermediate and short routes and so i think he's lost whether he wants to admit it or not or whether it shows up on the stat sheet or not he's lost some of his uh ability to locate the ball downfield well you can say that's fair but in my estimation and miss switching started to the game side of things today my overwhelming takeaway from that game was they are a receiver or a playmaker short because Gronk Gronk's on the 18th hole as far as I can tell he doesn't even run nearly the same anymore he he takes him a while to get going practice yeah he literally doesn't practice (laughs) um I think he's probably not coming back I I thought that can or sorry not Kansas City the Rams game plan was really all right like we'll put Ramsey on Evans and we'll load up on Gronk, and you're going to have to use Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller and Fournette out of the backfield to beat us. And it comes down to Bruce Arians said when OBJ was let go, we don't need OBJ. We have AB. That's too many letters or whatever the hell that quote was. That's a guy that they could have used today. I was thinking that. Yeah. They, need another, they needed another guy, as it turned out. I know Godwin got hurt, and I know Antonio Brown is a psychopath, but you could have seen that coming <laughs> with Antonio Brown. Like It's not like it was like out of left field. The guy yeah. is an absolute loon. So, I mean, to me, that was sort of the deciding factor, I thought, because while they did, you could say they played well enough to win that game, it would have been lucky if they won that game. They, Rams could have put them away 10 times. They fumbled on the one at the end of the first half. <laughs> To me, that was they just needed an extra guy that he had the ability or trusted to throw to, and I'm not sure they'll have it next year either. So I think he's looking at it like uh, whatever. But th- that to me was the deciding part in the game. I agree. Yeah, I agree too. I but I feel like as a viewer, as a like non-biased watcher of the game, even when it was like 27 to six, and then the Rams fumbled, I feel like everyone thought like the Bucks were going to come back and win that game. Like, I feel like there's not a single casual viewer who was watching that was like, the Bucks are not going to win this game. No one thought they were going to win. I thought they were going to lose. Oh, really? Yeah. Were I you did. shocked by the comeback then? Yeah, I was. Okay. I, I was shocked. I feel like most people kind of saw the Brady comeback coming, and it was almost like historic, like another one. Well, know? if he did 28 to 3 and then 27 to 3, I think we got, I think Michael Jordan's washed up on the, on the <laughs> That's what I was league. trying to tell my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I think if he pulled that off, even though it wasn't really directly him. There was a lot of fumbles involved. Yeah. But, it uh, just seems that's like some stuff you see in movies where lightning strikes twice like that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's not, the, it doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it, it doesn't because yeah. uh, you call a blitz on the biggest play of the game and half the defense le- allegedly yeah. doesn't know Against that it's the, a blitz. Yeah, it's the undrafted uh, white guy. Or yeah. Just, you know, six for two. Yeah, <laughs> and Cooper Cup comes burning through your defense. That's the biggest play of the game. As oh. I mentioned there, Levante David said, quote, some people got the call and some people didn't because it, apparently that was a blitz there. Um, and then the guy came down too far. One guy had to come back and get Cup. That's how it looked on the TV. Is 40 it? yards later, Rams kicked the game winner. I mean, that's a tough way to go out. A, a call not getting communicated to half your defense, if that's what happened. Isn't that kind of his job to communicate the play as the middle linebacker? That's a fair point. But they flashed a graphic before the game that this was the first time this season that the 11 starters for Tampa Bay were all starting together. That that cohesive unit had not had one single snap together before today. And I just want to say shout out Vita Vea, man, because every time I see this guy, he's oh. pushing the center back. It's like this. Like Cam Akers averaged 1.6 a My carry goodness. today. I've never seen somebody like that. I know it's kind of unrelated, but their defense, uh, yeah, that was a, a rough 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 play it took them a while to get going but i, I mean they were supercharged that whole yeah. second half they were terrific but. And, I, and i don't want to give flowers to stafford too because i was talking with a friend of mine um earlier in the day about the game and we were talking about like golf and stafford and i was like yeah, we were basically agreed like stafford is probably in that system he's probably 10 to 15 percent better than what golf was and yeah. i think that was the i would I'd say, say more I, I don't. 10 I, to 15 I, I, honestly, I think that's when an you, absolute flamer. I think so too. That's might, like an unbelievable flamer. And it might seem like it is a flamer because you've seen Goff this year and you even saw him last year. But I think when you look at the production, uh, I mean, Stafford led the league in picks. They both had a similar record. I think when you look, when you go down the list of of boxes, I think they're obviously. I would agree Stafford's better, but I don't think it's as much as people think. And I would say it's about 10 to 15 percent. And I would say that 10 to 15 percent is what won them this game today because Stafford is poised when he needs to be poised when Goff isn't poised in the regular season I would agree with you but Uh, today I thought Stafford was terrific I agree that's my point I don't think Goff is capable of pitching even close to what Stafford did today I agree I think Stafford deserves a lot more respect because I in in the regular season I was not a fan I was off the Rams towards the end of the season because I thought he was wildly untrustable. But I think what happened, honestly, is they couldn't run the ball till they got Akers yes, back. Yes. I think Akers coming back is a big yes. part. I know he only had, he didn't have a great game today. He only had 50 yards. He had two big fumbles in the game. But at least Tampa Bay having to respect the run because they have somebody back there who can run. To me, that makes all the difference for Stafford. Stafford. Yeah. It certainly did against the Cardinals, and I thought it did today, even though it wasn't working. Just the threat of it there. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, Phil. I think that's a difference. Yeah, and on Owen's comment about Vita Vea, I think this was one of the like, few games where no matter which offense was on the field i was watching the d-line and it was like the most entertaining part of the game to it's watch so yeah. it's like you're either watching vita vea or you're watching like aaron donald and von miller like yeah. run through people and it was like you're watching people get bullied every I, single snap i felt bad for a couple of those tackles who were just getting turnstiled <laughs> yeah. by vaughn the one in particular who was replacing Werfs, who ended up being just a, there's not enough words to describe him. i don't think an offensive line and missing a game has ever been that impactful and vaughn is so crazy because like you watch all the other like d-linemen and they're like grunting and you can tell that they're like exerting maximum force and you watch Vaughn and it's like he's gliding past the guy he every looks time incredibly nimble he, he looks like he's not even trying every time he beats a tackle he's just like casually ducking under him and it's just insane he's what like me. 250 and he's just slipping guys that are 320 yeah, and he's like pretty old is he that light I think he's pretty Jeez, light he dude. looks really light um I mean 
there was a lot of mistakes from the Rams' perspective. Not all of them were Stafford-induced. Obviously, the two acres fumbles, the snap that goes wildly over his head. There's a to me. You, if you're a contrarian, you could look at this and say, okay, there's a lot of problems in the four in the Rams today. If the if the Niners, who've won six straight against them, can exploit those problems, then the Niners are going to go to the Super Bowl. Or you could say this game was just totally boggled out of its mind and um, throw out the mistakes because that game was such a one-off. As if you have a preference on which one you're leading towards heading into next week, let it be known. Um, I mean, I'm leaning towards the Niners mostly because I like them as a team more. Um, I feel like the Rams have the highest ceiling of the teams remaining, which is probably a hot take considering the Chiefs. That is a hot take. I watched the Chiefs score yeah. 14 yeah, points that in is, two minutes. That's probably a hot take. take. Yeah. But... I mean, they scored so many points with like a trillion mistakes, like probably a mistake every other snap. And I just feel like if those don't happen, which they will, but if they somehow clean that up, like this team is pretty unstoppable. Yeah. I don't really see a hole on the Rams team with Akers back. I think they're so dynamic. And I think Stafford is so, uh, you know, he's he's into such a rhythm at this point that uh, I don't really see any significant weaknesses on this team. So mm-hmm. I would take, talking about the Rams, obviously. So I would take the Rams in this game for sure because you just know with a guy like Jimmy G, he's uh, he's he's going to give you some chances to turn the ball over. He's going to make mistakes that Disagree. are going to be detrimental. Disagree. I, I fully agree. We'll <laughs> so, get to that very shortly. Yeah. Last things on this game, if you were wondering if Bruce Arians would retire, quote, I'm coaching till I can't. Yes, um, the, and another reminder, the Browns released Odell Beckham. That yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it shows. You remember that day, Phil? I do. I do. Uh, okay. I, I mean, listen, I wasn't the only one who said Odell Beckham was finished, and I was wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That guy still got it. Um, the Rams are also banning selling tickets to people restrictionally <laughs> by area, which basically just means if you're from San Francisco, you can't buy a ticket. So, I mean, good luck. Los Angeles is still all Rams, or sorry, all Niner fans. So, I think it's going to be a lot of Niner fans on Sunday night, but. Yeah. Um, what do you I think mean, of that move? One of my weekend winners was going to be a VPN just because <laughs> NordVPN is going to make some money this weekend is all I have to say. That's funny. That's raw. I love it. All right. Talk about the team that's going to play them. San Francisco, 13-10. to 10. I have been waiting to have this conversation since yes. Saturday night when the final whistle rang. That game, those two games today were more spectacular. Yes, they were probably better football games. But that 49er Packer game was so interesting, and there were so many things going on legacy wise, and so many things that you could just talk about for hours on end with no solution. That was what I was most excited about to talk yeah. about today. I know Owen probably agrees with me. I loved that game. I thought it was a, uh, a great game. Classic? Um, yeah. A 13 to 10 classic? I mean, a 13 to 10 Niners Green Bay on the Tundra classic. Snow. Snow. The Wind. snow kicking in in the second half was it was it's poetic. It was beautiful. Yeah, but let's do it. Let's dance. Let's last dance. Last choke. Um, <laughs> uh, the Packers. We'll we'll save the Niners because I think everybody wants to just talk about the Packers. Mm-hmm. The kick goes through the posts. What was the first thing in your mind? Disbelief because you, on paper, we all think. I think we all thought the Packers were a superior team, and probably still think. I, I in would some agree. worlds, yes, but uh, it's just crazy to me. Say, it's a similar feeling to when uh, 
Tampa Bay kicked that field goal at the end of the game where it's like the old the these some of these narratives as as crazy as they sound sometimes are true where it's Rodgers just not as good in the playoffs especially against the Niners and it's true time and time again 0 and 4 against the Niners yeah and it's the same Brady he'll come back from big deficits in the playoffs time and time again and it continues to happen and every time it happens it's you're it's shocking but it's like it's crazy that it keeps happening that's kind of how I describe it it was just feeding the narrative really yeah, is what you're saying exactly and specifically about that narrative i wrote it down here's here's all his playoff appearances how they've ended since he won the super bowl in 2010 okay home loss to eli road loss to kaepernick home loss to kaepernick road loss to russell wilson road loss to carson palmer road loss to matt ryan road loss to jimmy g home loss to tom brady home loss to jimmy Garoppolo. Zero trips back to the Super Bowl, seven and nine record. That is one of the most stunning things I have ever heard. For a guy who gets nonstop praise Probably and nonstop this and that, yeah, you could say that. I don't agree with that anymore. Wow. What do you do from here? I personally am of the belief that he will certainly be back with the Packers. That is my belief. I thought if they had won the Super Bowl, which I didn't think was going to happen, but if it did, he had all the ammunition to leave. But I think now he looks at this and he's like, Unfinished business. I have, uh, well, that for one. And where else am I going to go? There's no place left. You guys say the Broncos, you got two games against Mahomes, you got two games against Herbert. Black and yellow. Black and yellow, he's got Ooh. two games against Burrow and two against Lamar. Yeah. Here he's got two games against the Kirk. Lions, Bears, and the Vikings. The Vikings and Bears don't even have a coach or a GM, both of them. <laughs> Where else is he going to go that offers him a no. better chance of winning? Phil, I, I do agree with you here because I think this is the best roster Green Bay has had in, since he's probably been with the team, or as long as, as long as since I've been watching the Packers because they have two elite corners. They have elite receiver, an elite receiver at least. Uh-huh. Their right. offensive line is as good as it's ever been. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is playing as best as he's ever been. Two probably, you know, really high high level running backs. They've got good pass rushers and linebackers. It's it's a roster that really doesn't have a lot of holes when you look at it. So I agree. With I you. I agree with all that. Yeah. And they still lost well, to Jimmy G. So one of the one of the things that's been getting ignored like all season and. I'm, I won't say it's getting ignored, like a lot of reporters were pointing it out, but like the media generally was ignoring it, was that this Packers team and special teams throughout the regular season was having a historically terrible special teams performance. That is true. One of the worst special teams performances of all time, they and were, it got exposed in the playoffs. They were 32nd no, no, this year. No, no. They were 32nd this year, but it wasn't just this year. It was like historically throughout it, the past 20 years, one of the worst of all time. See, this is... I. And, Sure, you can ahead, say special ahead. teams aren't important, but like it cost them the game. It cost them. No, the game. it didn't. See, this is so silly. It's so I hate this argument. Where you, yeah, if you look at any team, you can find one flaw, and even if it's a, a massive flaw, like um, special teams, historically you, terrible. You, when you have the unit. MVP and like we were saying, one of the best rosters in football, you have to expect some some like some slack to be picked up and and them to 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 rise above the mistakes of special teams. It doesn't matter who you look at any team, and there's going to be mistakes that are made in any given game. Or, or small holes or you know mistakes like I said mistakes and you have to be able to overcome that if you can't then how good is your team really and how good are you as a player really well I, I do agree that uh, well there's two <laughs> ways to go about this because I do agree that Aaron Rodgers should maybe throw for a touchdown in a playoff game yeah. maybe that's not too much to ask for from the MVP of the league but at the same time in a vacuum 
The special teams did cost them the game in yeah. a vacuum. He did get them into field goal range at end of the half. Got and blocked. it got blocked, and they blocked the punt. Blocked and they the punt. Sent ten men out on the game winner. Now that wouldn't have mattered. That wouldn't have mattered. But it's still something that happened in a vacuum. You can say that there's a ten point swing right there. Missed missed field goal gets blocked. Punt gets blocked and picked up and ran back. That is not including Debo Samuel returning the kick to the forty-five on the Niners getting the first field goal of the game. Right, but on the other side of that, your defense gave up no offensive touchdowns. You you held the offense to th- six points, and you have the MVP of the league. Like you're, no, I'm agreeing with that. The, yeah. They won every game in the regular season with, um, you know, got with with Randall. I get Randall Cobb's relevant, but you know, with Jair Alexander well, hurt, with Bulaga hurt. And they got all these, or Bakhtiari, sorry, and they got all these guys back, and they scored 10 points in a playoff game against Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, I don't care how bad, you could put nine, you could put eight guys out on every special teams play. I don't care. You have the off, you have the back-to-back MVP on your team. You have one of the, you have the best receiver in football. You have defensive studs, one of the best corners in football, and you can't score more than 10 points. And your defense, as bad as your offense was, your defense was also able to prevent the your po- the po- opponent from scoring an offensive touchdown, and you still lose that. Like, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be mistakes. I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you are. But you have to be able to overcome them, or you're not a good team. That's just how the league is. That's I, the reality of the situation. I agree. So you think it's a? I agree with that. I do. Thank you, Phil. So Thank you, you think this the special teams narrative could be from the Aaron Rodgers I camp of uh, cheerleaders? Yes, who are yes. Uh, coming out to preach about their boy? It's irrelevant. I'm not done with that. I want to finish this one by saying here's a couple things I want to think of. I've seen Aaron Rodgers make big throws in big games a lot of times. Me too. The majority of them have been in the regular season. Yeah. At what point is is he not clutch anymore? I'm not saying that he is or isn't clutch. But is there a point that you look at this and go, he's not clutch? And even in the playoff games that I listed, two or three of them off by hand are not his fault. The game against Seattle was not his fault. He was on one leg, and his he, Mike McCarthy was blindsided by a fake field goal up by three touchdowns. <laughs> but at what point is a, is a Hail Mary against Detroit irrelevant? At what point does that get overridden by 11 years in a row? Well, he's had... He's had giant moments in playoff games that I can remember. No, I'm I'm saying that, but the overarching theme of his career is that at some point he's come up short. I I think, look, I think when you look at the other when you look at the other two games against the Niners, I mean Kaepernick had a historic performance. Raheem Mostert had a historic performance. A lot of those games he had to be close to perfect to win those games, given what the other team did and what his defense wasn't able to do. But I think the last two years have been really, in a large part, they've been on him. That's just the reality. Obviously, last year less so because his defense gave up, uh, you know, pretty big first half to Tom Brady and the Bucks. But he could have ran in a touchdown at the end there. They had towards the end of the game they had turnovers, they had chances, and they weren't able to convert. And this year was as bad as it's been as bad as I've ever seen him play in a playoff game. This was inexcusable in my eyes. You brought up the one the loss to Carson Palmer too, and I'm seeing the poster right there. That wasn't that his fault either. He threw two Hail Marys on the <laughs> Two drives. Hail Marys and then yeah. they allowed an eighty yard reception to Larry Fitzgerald off the screen. Like That's right. He has those moments. He does have those moments. I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback or anything. I just find it absolutely fascinating that on one hand, he is absolutely one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. He will put it in your hands from, I mean, he's to make some of the most spectacular throws ever. But why does this keep happening to him? I find it just completely fascinating. I know there's no answer to it. I, I, I went from kind of not really 
liking the situation, not really monitoring that closely, to just I, I'm so enamored by it now. I, I can't believe what I, what's happened to this guy. And the other point about this is, do you think at any level that the drama that surrounded him for eight straight months and him making this side plot about and I'm not declaring this, I'm asking this as a question, this whole side plot about last dance, and this is it, and I'm going to leave at the end of this, probably, we don't know, but I probably will leave, because I don't like it here, and I disagree with everything you've done. Do you think that him doing this makes it all bigger than it is, and these people in any way tighten up? But this is a question. Do you think at any level that creeps in to the Packers yesterday, and they at any point tighten up, and a couple receivers made drops. Do you, am I crazy here? Yeah, I think you are. I, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> sorry, but no, that's I, fine. <laughs> I just I'm fascinated. Go I ahead. feel like those types of narratives are not going to have an effect. Maybe if you're like a college football player and you have like some sort of situ- like drama in your locker room, something like that, like last dance, whatever. I feel like when you're a professional athlete, you're not dropping the ball because your quarterback is doing a last dance type situation. I just like that drama doesn't affect play on the field. Personally, I don't think any of that affects play on the field. I think play on the field is just or like it's completely independent of that. And it's just about your preparation for the game and all of that. And I don't think that got affected by all his like controversial. If you like the guy or not, I just don't think that affects the team itself. Yeah, I agree. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think the players. I don't think that's something they the players really think about on the field, like regularly, but especially on the field. I don't think that really enters into their minds. Maybe, you know, their uh, general manager might be sweating a little bit. And I think he still. I personally believe that he still has good relationships with his teammates, and even though from the outside it looks like he might be like not a great leader, and he's like a king that his teammates look up to or whatever i think he actually has genuine relationships with most of his teammates and they actually do like the guy yeah i agree with that i agree yeah. i think his teammates really love him especially uh, like guys like Devontae adams in his offensive line i i don't agree or disagree with any of that i i just uh, i i was just shocked at how that played out and how eerily similar it was to some things and i just that was a thought i had that maybe it was the case. I mean, I don't think it's the end of him in the Packer uniform in a vacuum. Are you going to agree? We can save where he actually might go for another day because Lord knows there'll be days and days of talking about that. But uh, in a vacuum, you think that was then? I do. Um, I have no clue. I'll say probably not. Okay. What about Devontae Adams? He's no, staying. He's getting tagged. Yeah, I think he's getting tagged too. I think if he Roger wants to leave, Roger said so much, said as much yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I think if he wants to leave, he's dreaming. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Packers later, I'm sure, in greater detail on another show. San Francisco, in my estimation, as far as the game went, uh, not to take too much credit away because their defense was phenomenal, but uh, I thought the weather absolutely played a factor in that game, yeah. specifically the second half, because when it came down to moving the ball. San Francisco was able to say, all right, we can just scratch throwing because it's not working for us anyway. So now that it's we have a reason to stop throwing, this will work. And I thought it played to their advantage, the fact that they could run the ball like that. And a lot of their completions were direct down the middle to their best players on little short-of-the-sticks routes that they could extend, like Kittle and Samuel had a few of those down the stretch. I thought that that game worked very well for them, and Shanahan was brilliant. That's 
Yeah, I think it was perfect for them, but that's what they've been doing throughout their entire win streak, and they would have done that anyway, and it's just that's how they're going to win. That's how they've been winning games, and that's how they should be winning games, and that's how they'll continue to at least try winning games, and it's a good formula, and really no big issues with it, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you have the best maybe the best player for sure the best tackle in football on your team um and one of the better offensive lines and uh one of the best playmakers in general in, in football it's a pretty good you can do a lot of things when you have those two things you know a guy that can like run from one line one end of the line to the other and like just pancake someone yeah and a good pregame song to get him excited too yeah yeah, yeah. good guy holding the boom box too <laughs> yeah. gotta make sure you have that um despite what adam will say they won this game in spite of their quarterback play, yes, uh, he was an atrocity. I, I won't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, he was he was bad. He he was begging to be intercepted a couple times that weren't. But um, you see that limiting them limiting them at all next week. It obviously hurt him a little bit against Dallas. Um, they threw a couple bad interceptions, specifically that one he just overshot. Ayuk wasn't an interception, but that one comes to mind as well. You think that's going to limit them next week? Because it seems like they're going to have to play a pretty tight game. Yes. But uh, you think so? Yeah, I think this is Jimmy. This is they. They know it's that's why they drafted Trey Lance. That's uh, why they've been trying to move off Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think everybody in the world knows that that's the limiting factor on this team is Jimmy Garoppolo. Even when they went to a Super Bowl, he makes a more accurate downfield throw. They win a Super Bowl, which he didn't do, so they lost. You know, so whether it's next week uh, against the Rams or in the Super Bowl, if they if they make it there. There's going to be plays that he's going to miss that, if they do end up losing, are going to be key events and key factors. Yeah, I mean, it it is a limiting factor in the situation where they get behind in the game and they, they're forced to throw the ball and to throw it deep. Obviously, he's not anywhere near as good as most quarterbacks in the league at doing that. But I think he's fine when the game is close or when they have a lead. Um, and he's there. Like, I... You said they drafted Trey Lance and they're trying to move off Jimmy, but they're not trying to move off Jimmy right now because they know it's their best chance to win as of right now. And he's like, I don't think he's going to lose them the game, personally. I don't think he'll lose your team the game, but he obviously won't help your team win it. That's Some, my stance might right be now. semantics there, honestly. I think he could have lost them the game a couple <laughs> times if the defender whipped their head around in time. There was two <laughs> balls in particular. Yeah. So about, always a bad sign when the ball is coming towards your receiver end over end. Yeah. Like that, a punt. That was never good. <laughs> the guy who said he looks like, I said it a hundred times today, but the guy who said he throws like he doesn't know he can hold down the button and it's a bullet instead of a instead No, of the, a the best one is he, he throws like he has to look down at his controller before <laughs> making the pass. Yeah. He like, does. It, he, it does look like it's a little slow motion. Yeah, the guy who said Aaron Rodgers has lost two playoff games to a Hollister model. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I want to say on this game, I know we've been going for hours, but I swear I found this game just so fascinating. Me too. Lafleur calling the timeouts with under two minutes to go, I thought was so bizarre. I two straight regular seasons, he's been undeniably great. But those were two playoff games in a row where I thought he had very, very spotty decisions down the stretch. It obviously happened last year against Tampa Bay with the famous field goal kick, which if the most amazing stat popped up the other day that I remembered, if they missed that field goal, they had a better chance to win the game than if they made the field goal, <laughs> according to the numbers. Um, 
And then last game, the situation is under oh, two minutes. Mercy. San Francisco's at midfield. San Francisco is afraid to call their timeouts because they don't want to give Rodgers the ball back. But they're going to run the ball. And Green Bay calls these timeouts, and it's playing into their hands. They're saying, go ahead and run the ball. We're not going to make you throw the ball down the field. We're going to stop the clock for you when you run the ball. I thought it didn't make any sense. I understand you're playing to get Rodgers the ball back. But there's no point in playing to get him the ball back when it's going to be at his own 15-yard line with no timeouts with 20 seconds left. I know we saw what Mahomes did today, but granted, he had timeouts. I just thought the Lafleur thing was very weird. It, it, it fit into the whole craziness of the game. Yeah, Phil. I Initially, I, I was not really with you on that, but uh, you kind of con- convinced me and converted me. I, I do... I don't know if it would have had an impact on the outcome of the game, but I do think it was probably the wrong decision just because of the extra time it gave uh, it gave the Niners to really figure out exactly what they want to do. Especially when you're giving when when you have a coach like Shanahan who's so creative and can drop these just crazy schemes, uh, I think more time is something you definitely don't want to give them. Yeah, <laughs> let the guys get charged up. It was yeah. just encouraging them to run, which is clearly what they were going to do. Yeah, and I thought it was very strange. Anyway, now we can talk about the most Saturday morning playoff game that's ever Saturday morning. It was complete with a very weird final score, uh, bad quarterback play on one end, bad offensive line play on the other end, bad play calling, uh, bad officiating. It was really Saturday morning, and I very appreciated it. But the Bengals 19 and the Titans 16. You all had the Bengals. I had the Titans. So you take the floor. What was your, what was your takeaway from this one? Um, I mean... Uh, you're not going to like this one. I mean, my biggest takeaway from this one is that uh, Derrick Henry's a little overrated. Well, he was playing with a metal rod in his foot. Metal plate, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> after looking, after watching the game and then seeing all the like stats come out from during the season about how they played with him and without him, it just plays into the whole idea that running backs are not useful. And I think they averaged more yards per carry in the games where he wasn't playing versus the games he was playing in. That was a stat that I saw. This is, think, this is a real galaxy brain situation. Yeah, this is here. galaxy brain. I think uh, this is where I'm going to rely on the eye test and say their team is probably better with Derrick Henry than it is without him. No conclusive evidence. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah, their team's obviously better with him compared to without, but the money that you spend on running backs is um, the, the Theo oh. Ash take of the world. Don't spend money on your running backs. Yeah. Like Zeke. Well, yeah, that's pretty mainstream and take Henry. at this point. Yeah, I think that's that argument was, what, well, 10 years ago? Yeah. yeah, that's a good take in cases like Zeke, but people are scared to say it for running backs like Henry who look incredibly good, but I feel like it's something you need to talk about. I think part, when it comes to Henry, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I think part of the reason you pay a guy like Henry more than you would another guy is because running backs, it's a, such a physical position, you... They run the risk of getting hurt so often, and I know this season Henry obviously got hurt, so that might obviously hurts his case. But generally, I think he's been really healthy year over year. He doesn't really miss time, so I think that's when you have somebody that's as productive as he is and who doesn't get hurt, you pay a premium for that. Yeah, and the breakdown of what you just said—it's a physical position. I mean, weird, weird comparison, but it'll work. Josh Allen today—I mean, we saw guys on the tape who take the end of his hit who get hurt, not Josh Allen. (laughs) Henry is sort of closer to that than he would be another any other running back in the league, really. Henry's yeah. a physical force. So, I mean, he is kind of an oddity in that way that he's such a physical running back. But anyway, um, Tennessee takes the loss there. It would mostly be, I think, that Tannehill was really bad in that game. Yeah. Uh, three interceptions, and a lot of them were just really 
awkward and bad timing. He threw one on the first play of the game that was just a bad ball. Um, the dumbest one was the one that obviously lost them the game. Tennessee's lost four years in a row in the playoffs. I mean, I don't see a world where they can upgrade a quarterback in the offseason unless it's, you know, hey, well, Aaron Rodgers, you get the talk going. I think I think Shailene wow. would love Nashville. Um, <laughs> Shailene. Uh, but she would. Uh, she would. But uh, where do they go? Like, how do you really get better than what you are right now, which is four straight playoff exits and no Super Bowl appearances? I mean... Um, Owen's not going to like this take, but I think a lot of quarterbacks would be an upgrade over Tannehill. So who, I think you who, can upgrade there. Whoa, whoa, we got the tier list coming in two uh, and a half on, weeks. Look, you can say, yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks better, but is there a quarterback that, like, are they going to do, I like, an 18 trade for Tom Brady here? I just think he's bad. I think your your quarterback is, look, I know he had a really bad game, and he's had some really just stinkers this season. Bad season, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad game. Bad I would season. say he had a, In his life, he's had some stinkers. He he's has. had a bad season. He's, by his standards, which are, in my opinion, quite high, he might have a, it might have had a down year, but I don't think he's a bad quarterback, and I don't think Henry's the problem. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe pick up some pieces on the defense, maybe, or because the receiving core is good. I think on offense, you're not going to get much better. So I would try and upgrade it, make as many in- incremental upgrades as you can. But I really don't see a, a route where they can make some big you know splash and blockbuster trade maybe work on that draft and maybe get some pieces there um because there's no like no big fix your coach is good you, you got some really good pieces there Bayard's good so yeah like this was the year they had a buy absolutely they had a home playoff game they got henry healthy back of two months two and a half months rest i know he was playing with the plate in his foot but I mean, this was the year. So yeah. to go out like that, where they get nine sacks, but they just can't move the ball down the field. And the other thing is, it's the NFL when it's a, the way the league is, where it's just such a stupid sport. Where it's it is, it really, really it's is just one of a, the such a dumb sport. There, yeah. So stupid. Where it's where it's a one, it's like a winner, just a one-off playoff game. Um, you can have a team like the Bills that are just it's just a beautiful roster built to beat a team like the uh, the Chiefs. And as good as they played, they played a, essentially a perfect offensive game or close to a really good offensive game, and you still lose. Like, they're not going to go, oh, back to the drawing board. Like, you say, we played a really good game. You obviously try and improve some of the smaller pieces that you can, but, you know, that's just the nature of the game when you play, when you have Mahomes in your conference. That's just how it goes. It's true. In my opinion. Yeah, it can happen to so you. Do you think that's the case for the Titans? It was just they were I think, a good team and it yeah. was just unlucky. I mean they were one seed for a reason. A it's they they beat both the Chiefs and the I mean, didn't Bills we both say season? that they were worse than the Bengals and they yeah. were like the worst one seed I, I, in recent memory? I, I they they are, okay. in my opinion. But like I said, and prove me wrong, I don't know if there's a way you can there's some magic bullet that's gonna improve your roster. Like I just don't think that's the case. And even if there was a really good player, adding one other guy or adding two other guys, the, just the nature of the of the sport is 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 it's going to be hard to win a Super Bowl or hard to beat a team like Mahomes, you know the Chiefs and Mahomes. So yeah, that's just going to happen. It's going to take a long time. I agree. I agree with that much. It's a it's, it can be a one off. It's not exactly a yeah. clinical problem. But the way I see it, this was the year they watched it. And they had nine sacks. They just couldn't move the ball. <laughs> nine, nine sacks in a playoff game. The the play calling. I've I've, got, I've done circles on play calling today, so I don't feel like it. But they had third and one, and they ran. I mean, 
it was Tannehill into the line, and then everybody knew that the the run to Henry was coming on fourth and one, and they still did it, and it was just like I just didn't understand it. It was so uninventive, and then the game boils down. Don't I won't even get into it, but you know why it was so dumb that they ended up throwing that interception. Just punt, just punt. Why are you throwing to try to? What are you going to accomplish? With 40 seconds left. And then maybe guard Jamar Chase. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Playoff football really gets my dander up. Uh, Cincinnati, though, they had, uh, I mean, Joe Burrow gets the win. Cap or not, the situation where we're on to our second this cap or not. Cap. I love cap or not. Me too. This cap or not. recurring segment. Kicker. Rookie kicker. Oh, Evan gosh. McPherson. Oh, going this, up one's, to, this one's not cap. Going up to the coach and the quarterback and saying, well, it looks like we're going to the AFC championship game before he made the kick. Cap or not. This one's not cap. I actually think it's not cap. I think it's very cap. I think the no, this I'm is not hater. cap, and this is why. Because if you're a kicker, the any kicker in the league can make that kick, right? Like any kicker in the league, I yeah. confidently believe can physically make that kick. And the only thing that matters is confidence. And if you like your confidence and just going out and executing it properly and not getting in your own head, and if you go out there and you're like acting the way he is then you're gonna make the kick and i just fully believe since he made that crazy kick like that happened yeah i agree too and when you when he kicked it he was like celebrating before the kick even went through so i think he's he seems like a confident dude yeah like he knows he can make that kick and he just he let him know like hey i'm making this kick like Like, if it was joe burrow i might say ooh, like cap that guy's got a history of maybe capping yeah he's he's got a a cap sheet a cup of a cap sheet a cap sheet the cap sheet is very good yeah uh, oh, a mini tier list. I know. I know. We all want to do a big tier list, but I mean, kicker tier list might not get as many listens as quarterback <laughs> yeah. tier list. Or Maybe punter. a punter tier. Yeah. yeah. Long, Long snapper snappers. tier list. Yeah. yeah. Holders. Um, okay. Kicker tier list. Butker, Evan McPherson, Daniel Carlson, Tucker. Is this a ranking or a tier list? Let's go with ranking. Okay. Tucker's one. We can all agree. I go Tucker Carlson, Butker McPherson. Ding, ding, ding! I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably put Butker above Carlson even after today. No, no. Carlson's Negative. automatic. That yeah. guy's cash. It's crazy. Uh huh. Cincinnati. I mean, do we give him a chance in Kansas City? Yes, we do. You do? Yeah. I mean, they beat him already. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Chiefs look pretty unbeatable right now. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a good game. All right. This one I put in special for this week. It's a this week special before we get into our usual stuff. Mea culpa. Are you familiar with what that means? My no. fault. Yes. It's Latin, Latin for my fault or my mistake. Right. So look at those four teams that are left. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco. Safe to say they've all had some turbulent times. Yeah. And we do a podcast every week after every Sunday. <laughs> And I think it's fair to say that we've all shared some flammatory opinions. My hand is up as well. I've done yeah. it. So if you would like to go through these teams and we can, if you want to mea culpa, you can mea culpa before the they're in their As we mea culpa, can we call out maybe some, a good take that we had on one of the four teams maybe? I mean, we can do that too, but oh, this is more about apologies. Mea culpa is not bragging. Okay, it's okay. About, it's about, yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam will figure, away, figure it away. Yeah, he'll get it in. <laughs> Kansas City. Mea culpa, I said they weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Retweet. Yeah. You had that same one? I did. I was way out on them, so yeah, I'm with same. you. My bad. I apologize. I said they weren't Super Bowl contenders, but I thought they would make the playoffs. So mea culpa there. They, they're they Super Bowl contenders for sure. <laughs> Cincinnati, mea culpa, I had them under six and a half wins. Oops. But since then, I've been pretty consistent. I don't think I've had a real 
big bad Bengals take. Do you remember if I had him over? You did. You did. So yeah, I knew you're safe on this one. Shout out Alex. I think he also said they were going to be terrible and that he was the biggest Jamar Chase hater on the show. So <laughs> mea culpa yeah. for him and mea culpa for, for, uh, for me. I also had them under six and a half. I'm going to do a little uh, humble brag. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm mea culpa for not giving Jamar Chase more credit. Yeah, you were on the train. <laughs> All right. Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> I'm sure I said something wrong about the Los Angeles Rams. It was I probably said like, well, I mean, I don't know. Stafford's a Walmart golf or something. I don't know. 10 to 15% better. Yeah, I mean, you're still going with that. I, I mean, I didn't really pick them for the last two weeks, and they seem like they might win the NFC. I mean, they got one game to go. Well, They're apparently the Super Bowl favorites right now. So You can also give an apology to OBJ. Yeah, mm. that's, yeah, okay. that's yeah. one you should do. Yeah, mea culpa. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing here. I had them winning the division. Oh. So. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, sorry, I thought you'd lose the Cardinals. That was a bad yeah, take. Same. Oops. <laughs> My bad. Uh, San Francisco, I gave Kyle Shanahan Bozo of the week because he lost five in a row, and I decided to never pick him again. <laughs> when I've literally been the Shanna fan for, like, five years, and I just, yeah. like, I just got angry because he couldn't beat, like, the Falcons or something. <laughs> couldn't cover an eight-point spread against the Falcons, and I decided to abandon him for life, so my fault. Sorry. Yeah, I'm with you there. I thought Shanahan was super overrated. So uh, and now I've been I'm I'm a Shanna fan. Let's go. So I'm back, dude. Bad. I'm back. It's me like too. I never left. They're me like, too. oh, like did you go for a bathroom break? I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You welcome yeah. me back. He's a friend. He's a welcoming guy. No comment. You have no. So you don't think he did anything wrong here? Oh, man, oh, man. No, I mean week fourteen. I said they were a dark horse Super Bowl candidate. He remembers the, well, the week it. too. Week I said it on the show. Well it's on the tape. Well done. So that's the final four. Wow. Looking forward to it. We'll have Alex back next episode, hopefully, so we can get his uh, his finale takes. Anything on the last weekend here? I was going to say, if I could remember any of, like, my, like, like what I need to know for, like, my school tests and stuff, as well as Adam remembers just takes he made in week nine, Yeah, I would be I would be going to Harvard. I mean, we, we all definitely remember our best takes. Like, you remember your Jamar Chase take more than anything else, so that's one of my better takes this season, so I, I'm obviously going to remember it. No, I'm like a... I'm like a vending machine, man. I spit the take out and then it's gone for life, <laughs> yeah. dude. I'm You're like Tony. You like drop 20 takes and then the one that sticks, you let everyone know. And you find receipts for it. I don't yeah. think I really <laughs> let people know that often. I'm pretty, you know. All right. I lay in the weeds. Respect. Yeah, do do. It? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 12 quarters of football left this year. Just kill me now. Stop. I know. Yeah, that's Phil's trademark, by the way. Anytime you're watching a game with Phil, he'll tell you how many quarters are left of football. You, it's depressing. You think you're going to have a good time watching the Super Bowl with Phil, and it gets the halftime, and he goes, Two quarters left. Two quarters left of no, football. No, dude, it's always year. the end of the third. I never want to ruin the halftime show. No, you say <laughs> it. You say it as they're kicking off the second half. You have two quarters of football left. That is true. I don't do it right at halftime. <laughs> yeah, see, I've, we're both right. Um, all right, let's do a weekend winners and losers again. No Alex this week, so that is tough. He's usually a weekend winner and loser king. Yes, my losers car bumpers. That's a classic. <laughs> but let's do it. Let's rip it. Winner time, Adam. You're filling in, so I'll let you get warm over there. My first winner is safety. Here's the quote. Here's the headline. Daniel Sorensen. Yeah, safety. So not the position on the field, <laughs> but as a, the human element of safety. Here's the headline. China closes hotel room featuring live tiger behind reinforced glass. I don't know. Maybe seems like a good idea to close that one up. Not yeah. only because maybe living, making a tiger live in a window is cruel, but I don't know. Maybe not a good idea to put a hotel next to a live tiger behind reinforced glass. I wouldn't want to sleep in that hotel. So safety's a big winner this week. I'm going with that. 
Good winner, good winner. Yeah, I don't think anyone would want to be there, but I kind of like the idea. Maybe rebrand that a little bit. Yeah, maybe fix it up. Maybe some metaverse action. <laughs> metaverse season. That's not the last time you'll hear about the metaverse. Definitely not. Um, and my second winner is Baggy Pants. Police are looking for a man in Ontario who stole an $8,000 guitar from a guitar store by putting it into his pants. And there's actually video because he's wearing kind of baggy pants and he's just sitting down and he just slides the one end into his baggy pants and then he puts the regular part into his stomach and then he just walks out with an $8,000 guitar. And no surprise, he was wearing a Leafs hat, so he just scum. <laughs> but anyway, police are looking for this guy. Baggy pants, versatile, W. That's what I'm saying. I, I love baggy pants. I know you do. We cargo? can tell. Yeah. yeah, you're wearing them right now. Yeah. Let's go. What are your opinions on baggy shorts, like a cargo short? Mm. Mm. A lot of storage, dude. I'm a skinny guy, so I like to tuck like a skin tight type short. Really? Yeah. Fair enough, dude. My dad, he's the king of cargo pants. He'll put like <laughs> phone in one, like a travel king guy of in the, the other. Like he'll roll up papers and just shove. He loves the pockets, <laughs> like extra storage. I love it. What yeah. you got? Uh, me? Yeah, sure. Okay, so my first winner this week is uh, this fan, uh, this sports fan, basically. I don't know his name, but he went to this, uh, <laughs> he went to go watch, uh, it looked like a football game, or maybe a hockey game, I don't know. Okay, And um, same thing. Same thing. It doesn't really show the sport in the video, it's just him in the, sand, the stands. And he sits there and he pulls out a sandwich out of his bag, Okay. and he takes the bread off, and you're like, oh, like he's, you know, going to... He's inspecting his sandwich. Maybe he's gonna put some mustard on there. You don't want the bread soggy, right? You might yeah. apply it later. But no, it's like he's he look. He's holding the sandwich and he starts to remove some condiments, like some some toppings. And uh, inside the sandwich, he's got a flask of uh, liquor. Let's go. So uh, this is a interest. I, I just want to give a shout out to him for the ingenuity and the creativity because he was able to smuggle in a flask of whatever he brought in. Uh, in his sandwich. How did that get there? <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, oops. And it's funny because I don't think he realized he's being filmed. And then he turns around, and the guy's like, "Nice," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Like I was grinding to figure this out. That's a W. That is a W. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, my second winner this week is former UCLA football head coach Jim Mora. Mm. Yeah. So this is actually, I think it's a recent tweet, but it's it's in reference to an old Jim Mora story. Um, and the tweet says that, so Najee Harris, um, who I guess was recruited by Jim Mora, once said that Jim Mora told him he knew who killed Tupac before a recruiting visit and that he'd never stopped thinking about it. Najee had. So <laughs> Jim Mora was uh, <laughs> pulling, out, pulling out all the stops. That's a way to get somebody in interested, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just lie straight to their face. Yeah. I bet if we named this podcast, we know who killed Tupac. It would go hard. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And I'm clearly it, it had some sort of effect because Najee Harris still, I mean, it's hard, be hard to remember to forget that. Yeah. But he still remembers it. He's like, I'll tell you who killed Tupac if you sign this letter of intent to UCLA. Well, it's hard to sign the letter of intent with somebody, you know, you might know a little too much. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we know Jim Mora, dude. He literally ran with the Crips back in the day, for yeah, sure. Dude, like, he, he was, was in those streets. He was running and gunning. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, so shout out Jim Mora, because that's, you know, creative. And I respect a little bit of creativity. That's why I'm a Shanna fan. Let's go. Yeah. That's why you are. Yeah. So I wanted to shout that out, out of boy. Here he comes, making a dramatic entrance. It was like Derrick Henry's entrance on Saturday morning, times two. Here comes Adam, weekend winner. Okay, so uh, I'm going to shout out 
Owen's winner from last week, and I'm going to give it a winner again. So my winner is going to be the Metaverse once again. Back-to-back dubs for the Meta. Let's Let's go. So first of all, that Tiger situation Phil was talking about, easy fix. Just run in the Metaverse. Run a little Metaverse hotel. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) my big one is taking us to the world of science um, and automation. Let's go. Hyundai is opening a factory in the metaverse and people are going to be here like what's the point of this but it actually has real implications so Who does it yeah tell so me more they're gonna have a, they have their obviously their normal car manufacturing factory and they're gonna have a metaverse one and in the metaverse one they can just change things like design ideas to make cars faster That's so and they just test them in the metaverse and then it whatever like works better they can just do it in the real factory so shout out metaverse so it's like gonna... a rough copy draft yeah so yeah. we were we were kind of hating on it you know with the walmart shopping and all of that and we found an actual good application for it so shout out metaverse well my question life. is why haven't they been doing this like why do they need the vr headset to be able to do this why can't they have been doing this before well they obviously run simulations but like now so, that you have a metaverse you can actually see the simulations and like test the results so forgive me for being selfish here but <laughs> can mike tomlin maybe do this and figure out how to win with games with mason rudolph <laughs> theoretically speaking of course yeah like run a metaverse defense of like yeah the, whoever you're playing dude, against they're yeah most, yeah back in like 2014 their... bleach report was on this because they used to do uh madden simulations of like playoff games and, and we like, know madden is <laughs> the bible <laughs> yeah simulated football yeah yeah the world's finest they'd be like and the packers are gonna beat the uh niners in the in the nfc championship game by 50 points and it's yeah. random score they ran cooked yeah. up zero queries for debo samuel because yeah. i think phil had a metaverse story too no didn't you the netiverse the netiverse yeah the, I, there's metaverse basketball these days oh it's happening so like you just watch basketball in in the metaverse damn it's sick, dude. It was Do you have to buy fire. tickets? I don't know. Well, I really know, know nothing more than it's called the Netiverse. <laughs> the Netiverse. In a 50-second clip. Um, it's time for some losers. Did you have another winner or no? No. Okay, loser time. I donated my loser to you. You did. So Adam told me before the show that he doesn't have a loser. Because I'm a positive guy. Yeah, and I said I'm coming, sure. with, I'm coming with three so that I can gift you one. Okay. That's my idea. So, okay, do you want... Here's the losers, okay? Pick which one you want. Okay. Adidas, three pointers, and Owens NFT. Owens NFT for sure. Okay. So here's what's <laughs> been going on with Owens NFT. For those who don't know, Owen is an NFT owner. He owns a couple. Is that fair? I own three. You own three yeah. NFTs. And I then, happen to own the same one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't own it. The, here's the problem. The most recent one you bought, it's an ape-looking thing. It's it's. Can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, okay, yeah. so it's a it's called a grand a grand ape. So <laughs> one of the most it's like the blue chip marquee uh, NFT collection is called Board Ape, and it's these apes, and this is like a spinoff of that, and it's these old grandpa apes. And so oh, I copped okay. one, I got it on a steal. So it's a grand ape. Okay, yeah. pretty. I cool. also got it on a steal. You actually didn't get it. Well, he, this is what Adam's alluding to. Here's the problem. <laughs> You made the mistake of sending it to us and saying, guys, do you like my new NFT? Uh And Adam has since screenshotted it and is holding the picture hostage. Everywhere you take the NFT, Adam's taking his screenshot of your ape. And the best part is everyone we send it to 
doesn't actually verify it because no one's verifying your nfts i'm just saying look if you if i wanted to verify it i could literally put it as my twitter profile and it would be a hexagon and it would say where i got it and like and guess what show the, the guess token what? address guess what uh-huh. no one would care and you know what i could do uh-huh. i could upload it as my twitter profile <laughs> yeah but i'm saying yours would be a freak yours would be a circle because it's not a verified nft oh my god like it doesn't have a real address to it it's literally a screenshot.jpg that's what it is Wow, he got you. Yeah, so I mean, this is why Owen's NFT is losing because it is getting held hostage. If it knew what was happening, if Grand Ape knew what was happening right now, he would be horrified. If it saw me copy paste into uh, Microsoft Word and put in the little truck, it would be terrified right now. (laughs) Oh yeah, you did that art heist. Yeah, you thought that was funny, didn't you? You thought that was hilarious. Steal somebody's NFTs, dude. I'll give you an NFT if you if you don't have the money for one. I'll do. I'll literally gift you. I already took have it. two grand. You didn't. You took a copy of it. That's like, oh, I have. I can find a photo of the Mona Lisa online. Like that's not. That's not the same thing, dude. Like I'll give you a grand date. I'll give you the address. You can have it, and you can have a real copy of it. Not even a copy. The real thing. The original. The grand date. The grand date. It's got hair everywhere. See the whole. I think the whole plan there was just to argue about NFTs until he brought up the Mona Lisa argument because that one really can't be beat. It can't be beat. It can't be beat. It can't be beat. Um, My other losers are Adidas. Obviously, Kanye's got a long-term deal with Adidas, and he posted a Jordan logo for no reason on his Instagram. (laughs) That guy's an AB. Um, (laughs) He also spent the summer Instagramming himself wearing Nike socks, so it's just kind of tough to be Adidas right now. And they unveiled a brand new floating tennis court. Did you see that thing? It floats on the ocean, and it's like made of all recycled material, and it's like tied down so it doesn't like float away and you can never come home, but... Here's the obvious question that I don't think they solved. Where do the balls go? Because you can do all the recycling you want, but those things look like they're just going into the water. There's no rims. It's just a big pad. So it looks like if you hit it oh, out. Like from Wii Sports or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it Wii looks Sports like if you Resort. hit it out, it's just into the water. The point is L design. That's the only point. Yeah. And then three-pointers because uh, there's a women's D1 record for points scored in a game today. Did you see that? I did. 61 points. She didn't t- take a three, though. Oh, never mind. I didn't see that. No threes. She was 23 for 30 from the floor. So <laughs> three-pointers are overrated. Curry's soft. Uh, get your three-point plays the hard way. That's the only I think point. I saw something on Twitter and Instagram. This chick hit, like, in some high school game, hit, like, 15 threes, though. So. Wow. Okay, so my first winner or loser this week is apes. Oh, no, not again. Yeah, different ape, like real apes, not uh, pictures of apes. Um, so there's a truck that was carrying 100 monkeys, and it actually crashed in Pennsylvania. <laughs> And now some are missing. So I want to read the police report for you because this is a crazy story. So Danville, Pennsylvania, a truck carrying about 100 monkeys was involved in a crash Friday in Pennsylvania. Um, State police said as authorities searched for at least three of the monkeys that appeared to have escaped the vehicle. The truck carrying the animals crashed with a dump truck in the afternoon. And this is whatever. And the interesting thing is, this is where it gets interesting. The truck carrying the 100 monkeys had been on its way to a lab. So... I showed Phil and Adam. They didn't think it was that funny, but there's an edit of uh, somebody made like quote tweeted this story and then made an edit of Planet of the Apes because obviously those were monkeys that were tested on, um, and they didn't think it was funny. So I guess it doesn't (laughs) relate to a lot. Confirmed, we didn't. But the point is, there's these monkeys that were going to a lab, and authorities have actually asked residents who might have seen the monkeys to call the state police at their number. So I don't like. I'm not. I'm not one for like. Actually, I am one for conspiracies. So I'm yes, gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dabble. I'm gonna dabble in some conspiracies, 
And these monkeys might be like super monkeys or something. Maybe. Yeah. Dude. Maybe they're like getting tested on. So you're saying look in the sky. Uh, look in the sky. Who knows? They could be super intelligent monkeys like Planet of the Apes. Like who knows? Like these, super these three... monkeys from Bloons Tower Defense that like sit and shoot later. And we're like capes. <laughs> That's yeah. a reference three people got. <laughs> Everyone's played dude, That game is lit. So I'm just saying there's these three mutant monkeys potentially on the loose. That who knows where they're at now be on the lookout yeah it's like mission impossible where he's like he could be in like eight different countries he speaks all these languages like there's these like crazy monkeys <laughs> so this is kind of like an amber alert for the listeners if yeah, you see the monkey a, this is a psa if you see a monkey just on all fours or on two legs or whatever like like call the call five seven eight five seven zero five two four two six six two read it back one time five seven zero five two four two six six two if you see an ape yeah call that number yeah in the wild yeah because who knows nobody knows what they're going to the lab never know yeah you have another one or is it I just know, I have one more uh my uh second loser this week is the uh crying cowboys fans so mm. we mm. we covered this last week on the show when we were talking about the cowboys but they had a pretty crushing loss for mm. some fans pretty crushing yeah you're saying the the quarterback draw is more embarrassing than not getting the ball in overtime <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bit more embarrassing but this i'm talking about the woman who was crying with four and a half minutes left no. <laughs> before they even got the ball um so this story had an interesting wrinkle because the, the lady who was crying was pictured with another dude like kind of consoling her yeah he had a man bun yeah he had a man bun and it's like a chain link chain that went down to here and had a giant cowboy star chain link chain yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Like a chain that you see on like like a heavy duty chain. Oh, I, yeah. Chain link chain did the trick. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so the interesting wrinkle here is apparently that guy had a another wife who was not the woman in the photo, and that the woman in the photo was actually a side piece. Mm-hmm. So the lady, his actual wife, saw him at the game on TV because it was a basically a viral meme, and released this on Facebook. He said, "Hi everyone. Yeah, this is my trash ex who is a serial cheater, and that is his side chick." We are no longer together and we have not been we haven't been for a while but he continues to lie all day every day just like he made up about this trip where he swore it was a guy's trip <laughs> he also told me he'd cut this girl off but clearly that was another lie <laughs> i normally wouldn't post my business but my, literally my phone is blowing up and while i appreciate you guys sending me this picture i don't need to see it anymore so, oh <laughs> what fan base is this guy a part of oh the cowboys oh oh, oh. man i just thought that was so so funny <laughs> So he basically, for those who didn't catch the what the implication was, he had told his wife he was going on a boys' trip to watch the Cowboys game, and he was going with this girl who she had clearly known about before, but he had said, you know, she's not a problem, like, swore her off. Yeah. But uh, he went with her anyway, so. Well, I mean. Big time loser and bozo on this guy. That is an unprecedented feat for a Cowboys fan. Yeah, imagine them doing that. Yeah. And he had to, his girlfriend had to be the one girl who had to cry with five minutes left and have yeah. all the national cameras on her. That is tough for yeah. that guy. Yeah. Wait, prayers up to that guy yeah, yeah. he's yeah. the he's the victim here yeah. um, <laughs> hot take of the week time adam actually has one apparently go. you want to go. go oh you want to go right into it yeah so uh my hot take comes from uh my boy jw on twitter jw yeah J-Dub. so um this guy after doing some research i discovered is a big aaron Rodgers guy like big aaron Rodgers fan like huge might not like what i had to say on this show <laughs> yeah probably not and um this isn't 
his hot take, but he's a chronic replier to NFL Twitter. Whenever they tweet, you know, are we going to have a good game this weekend? He goes, yeah, whatever you guys drew up. So he's a big, he's a big, you know, game conspiracy guy. Yeah. Someone tweeted, should we start scripting college football too? And he said, thank you. He just said, thank you. Like (laughs) we're just, we're just backing him up. So, um, this comes from his reply to Pete Sweeney who said, are we going to keep pretending Patrick Mahomes isn't the best QB in the league? And JDW goes, pretend away. Hell, I can toss the ball to wide open receivers and watch them run. So, um, yeah, that might be a hot take. I, I feel like Mahomes did a little more than that today. But That's a big take, dude. I'd just like to watch the game with him and see what he was up to. Yeah. He like, sees the last touch and he's like, Pff. He had another take that was Aaron Rodgers has never had more than one good skill position player in his career, which I mm. thought was a bit of a hot take. That's but. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Greg Just Jennings, Donald Driver, Lacey. Jordy Nelson. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Jimmy Graham. Monte <laughs> Adams. Yeah. Well, one of them. One of them's a hit in yeah. there. Yeah. And it was, yeah. It's Eddie Lacy. Equinemius St. Brown. <laughs> um, my hot take of the week, this guy, it's one sentence, but it's a big idea. So, so get oh, ready. He packed, he packed a punch in this one. Uh, he has an idea how to fix the Lakers. Oh, interesting. Fire that man Frank and bring in Mark Jackson or trade for Popovich. <laughs> Big plan. <laughs> Big plan from this guy, dude. I, I, who's to say it couldn't work? Oh, who's to say? I'm not sure if Popovich yeah. is available for a trade, but <laughs> does he have a no trade clause? <laughs> <laughs> fire that man frank dude that's that's, that's the end of the line that's huge that would be big because they even thought have they even made a call yet yeah i mean call and see dude yeah check it out who knows send us home okay oh, take of the week okay so my take comes from uh this uh chick on twitter um and she was actually responding to uh Rasul Douglas, who's a cornerback for the Packers, and it uh, sounds like he, I don't know if he just signed a contract, or I guess probably not, but he, he was just basically expressing his uh, his gratitude for being a Packer. He said, God, thank you for making me a Packer. Cheese emoji. Man, I love it here. Okay. Green heart. Yellow heart. And she said, I'm ready for this, because she absolutely dunked on him. She oh, said, no. would you love being there if you weren't the NFC's number one play- playoff-seeded team? Or if Green Bay's record was like 3-13 and instead of 13-3? and if that was the case, you'd be demanding a, tra- a trade or a release, huh? Damn. <laughs> yeah. On his ass. So she was basically arguing, it's like, you only like Green Bay because they're really good and one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, you if they like were Green terrible, Bay. you probably wouldn't like them. Yeah, yeah. you only like Green Bay because it's Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, would you be saying this if you were on the line? <laughs> yeah. 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 Exposed. Yeah, she dunked on him from uh, Yadkinville, North Carolina, and uh, I think it's got about 15, 16 comments and two likes. So she's, oh, That's tough. Well, oh, eight to well. one ratio. Eh, not that. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. I've seen higher. Yeah. <laughs> the MP who let his wife shovel that was higher. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, you know, could take if if they were terrible, he p- probably wouldn't want to be there as much. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Aaron Rodgers didn't want to be there if they were terrible. That's yeah. what he said. That'll do. Great day of football. One of the best. Now we're back to misery for another week. Yep. That's kind of a depressing way to end things, but. I mean, <laughs> that is a really depressing. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Ten, ten show, ten show. Yeah, yeah, ten show, ten show, ten show, ten show. Any parting words, Adam? Um, I miss you, Alex. Come back. Yeah, me too. I miss Alex too. We do. We're working on a, you know, we're working on an extension right now of that contract. Yeah, 
He's holding out. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying I think this is like one of my best theories, and I think Phil agrees. But I think Alex might be the most unintentionally funny person of all time. Like, agree. Something about the way he delivers everything is so funny. It yeah, is. I don't know what it is. Like I was editing the last one he did. He just said. Like, he was in the middle of a sentence, and Adam said something, and then he laughed, and he just goes, yeah, we'll save that one for the fans at home. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know why that was so funny, but it was just hilarious. Or, like, one of my favorite moments is when we were doing, like, the equipment draft, and he said his guy was going to wear, like, or someone said their guy was going to wear, like, the goggles that Blankenship wears or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, science goggles? And he's like, no, those are for after. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a legend that. what a legend in the game we definitely miss alex we do we yeah do. yeah his agent we don't miss him though it's yeah hard bargain yeah driving a real hard bargain yeah yeah vlahovic situation that's yeah. for exactly two yeah. people out there who understand that not even me yeah that's okay yeah. um <laughs> uh anyway well have a good start to the week everybody we'll talk to you on thursday morning i think maybe wednesday morning you never know. Probably Thursday, though. Yeah, Thursday. Okay, we decided Thursday. Okay, all right. Well, catch you guys then. Have a good start to your week. Bye.